Hi friends, welcome back to BTH. It's your girl Jay. Oots, 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 oots. I think I needed like a theme song. Like oots, oots, oots. <laughs> How are you guys? How was your week? How did you handle your week? Was everything good for you? I hope you're blessed. I hope you loved. I just hope everything went well for you guys. My week was good. Everything was well. Even though I went through a few bumps. But you know by the grace of God we're still standing here. And we're still here to make another episode. Woo woo woo. Besides that I hope you guys are good. And I hope everything is going well. And I hope that you are still trying to build your relationship with God because it's an everyday thing. You know, we shouldn't give up on even no matter how tough it gets, no matter how not easy it is, as long as we do it for the Lord, then everything will come to us and it will be so amazing. Welcome back to another episode on BTH. Welcome, 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 welcome. This episode has like been so close to my heart and besides all of them, all of them have been close to my heart but this one was so exciting. I had two wonderful guests with me and we're just talking, having fun, you know, just having a conversation about a certain topic and I'm so, you know, lucky and I'm so blessed to be surrounded by good women who are just authentic and just real about their relationship with god and they're still trying their best you know to still walk with him and it's so good to be surrounded by people who just like have the same mindset as you and you know like that was, it was so good so welcome to a new episode and we are calling it growing up in the church <laughs> so have you guys like ever grown up in the church have you grown up in the church like from a young age i have personally i have and like it stopped for a while but i know the basics like you know having your dad there and your parents there you know the pastors like you know the preachers kids you know that type of thing like i've had my fair share of growing up in the church and i love my kids to also grow up in the church but then in this topic we're going to be talking about the advantages the disadvantages what goes down in the church you know all those you know things that people do not like speaking about but also the good things about being surrounded in a place where we can just worship the lord and just just love him for who he is so my two guests that we who are going to be talking later on are first is lucia i've known lucia for a very long time went to the same church she still goes to the same church that i used to go to she's still there but we grew up together we used to be so close my word so it was good to like hear her perspective on how it is growing up in the church because it's not the same as mine she, even though we went to the same church we didn't experience the same thing or we did see the same things we did experience some same things but not the same thing and secondly i have leslie uh she's just one wonderful girl like she's just so amazing and i'm so glad that she was able to accept my invitation to come and speak with me on my podcast and you know just you know just relax so um i just hope you guys enjoy this and lastly i just want to say while you're listening to this um episode there's going to be a bit of like frequencies that are going to irritate your ear but i hope that you still stay to listen to it because while recording we didn't realize that um 
whatever was in the room and in the studio was like affecting my mic so i only realized later on when i was listening to the episode that whoa uh, this is kind of hard to like take out and i've tried everything i've tried every editing app i've tried everything on the laptop and like i really can't get it out but you can still hear us speaking you can still hear our points of views so i just want to apologize for that and i just want to apologize for the technical difficulties but i just pray and hope that you still stay and continue because we're speaking about the love of god and we're speaking about just coming together to praise his name and i pray that whatever you hear nourishes you gets into your heart and gets into your ears but not getting out of one ear but getting to your ears and getting to your heart <laughs> did that make sense <laughs> but anyway i hope that you enjoy this episode i hope that it just brings out a whole different perspective i hope you enjoy us laughing and having fun because it was really fun um doing this episode and i hope that you just stay and grow with me on this podcast and i pray that everything goes well for you guys and just know that jesus loves you i love you for each and every person that listens to this podcast thank you so much i always say it but i really appreciate each and every person who has listened to this and yeah man without further ado i hope you guys enjoy this and this is growing up in the church <laughs> Hi friends, welcome back to BTH. And yeah, today we have a big topic and I am uh, here with two amazing people that I've, I've met one today, but I feel like she, I've known her like my whole life. <laughs> and another one, so today we have Lucia yeah. and we have Leslie. Hi guys. <laughs> These are two good girl, uh, girls that I know and you know, walking... Uh, uh, <laughs> no, we should, we should, we should, we should. Let's just come. I'm gonna keep it there. <laughs> but yeah, we're all in our walk with God, and yeah, man. So today we're just going to be talking about growing up in the church, all the aspects of growing up in the church, the disadvantages, you know. So first thing I'm gonna ask you guys is to introduce yourselves. You can choose as a go first. <laughs> first, introduce yourself, and then the churches you go to. Yeah, so people know, maybe they'll find you there. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, my name is Lizia. So I'm 21 years old mm -hmm. and I go to Mount of Olives Church. It's somewhere here in Arcadia. Yeah, I go there. <laughs> yeah. Alright, and hi, my name is Lucia. Um, I go to Cornerstone Assembly of God, also in Arcadia, yeah. and I've been going to church my whole life. I was born in church. In church, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, guys, you already know me. I'm your host, Jay. So, yeah, I, I haven't been like to church in a long time, but I'm church. Anyway, so guys, we know the whole thing about growing up in church and how it is, the bad things, the good things, mm -hmm. but mostly the bad things, yeah. So, firstly, I want to ask you. When did you get saved and how was the experience for you? Yes. Hmm, that's an interesting question. Yeah. So, I think growing up in the church, having parents that are Christians, sometimes you don't realize that you need 
to ask God to save you. Yeah. You be there like under the umbrella of your parents. You're like, yeah, my parents are Christians. They don't allow me to drink. They don't allow me to do this. Mm. So you're thinking you're safe. Come, you're not. Mm. And so it's only like when I was 16, 17, that I was like, Lizzie, if you die now, mm. are you going to go to heaven? Mm. Where is your destination? Mm. And I started seeing my life choices and I realized that I'm not really doing things for God, you know. Mm. I'm doing things because my parents told me yeah. not to do yeah. them. So I had to take that decision and I was like, no, I actually want to mm. do things for God. I don't want to be there like, mama told me not to go to the party, so I'm not going to party. Mm. I want to be like, God, I'm not going to do this because mm. your word doesn't mm. want me yeah. to. Mm. So it's around 16 that I decided to actually go for it and become or give my life to Jesus. Mm. Before I was reciting the prayer, I was just like, yeah, interest they say come into my life. I was saying come into my <laughs> life, but I didn't even understand what I was saying. Yeah. But it's later on and it took me a while to like get rid of like all my bad friends, all the negative influences that mm. were in my life, to get rid of bad habits and to actually walk in that mentality walk in christ like yeah, mentality mm. to walk with christ mm. and yeah that's how i got saved and i had a pretty similar experience yeah. you know assuming that you're christian just because your parents are christian um because you know all the right things to say yeah, you know true. in a christian environment you know exactly what to say you know how to behave like okay here i raise my hands you know <laughs> yes. here you know at, at the end of every prayer in jesus name yeah, you know yeah. and then you're spiritual so I think the only time I got to know God for myself um, was when I was around 12. Yeah. But that's that's when I, I started realizing that, okay, here I need my own relationship. Yeah. But I think I only solidified it in high school. So I can't yeah. say exactly when, yeah. because it was that thing where every time they say, who wants to give their life to Christ? I was there, because I'm like, wait, am I saved? <laughs> you know, I wasn't sure. I'm like, okay, wait, maybe. I'm like, mm, I don't know. So I did it so many times. So one of them. You know, yeah. was the one, but definitely early high school, and um, I think my experience wasn't it wasn't like that radical. Like where most people they get saved, yeah. well, some people, and then you know they feel the difference. Yeah. They feel it wasn't like that for me. For me, it took a process of letting go of all the things I thought I knew yeah. and yes. starting from scratch and being like, okay, this is who God really is. And this is what He wants. Mm. So my my experience. So it took a while to truly feel like, okay, now I get what the Christians say when they say, I feel his presence, yeah. I hear him talk. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's my, my experience. Well, I don't know if I should answer, but for me, <sighs> that was in grade 10. So in grade 10, you're like 15, 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if it was June or July, but I know mm-hmm. it was the 25th. So I don't know, I'm, I'm very grateful to, for my dad who pushed me mm-hmm. because he was talking about that I need to be baptized. Mm-hmm. So like you said, Lucia, when they say, who, has, who hasn't been saved in the system, and then you're always raising up your hand, you say, mm-hmm. oh, was I saved or not? Then you say the prayer with the people. Mm-hmm. I was like, no. I used to say it, and I'm like, no, I don't feel like I'm saved. So mm-hmm. one day, I said it, and then, then, then my dad put in that idea that you need to get baptized. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I was saved the day I got baptized. So, I don't know what happened. I was so nervous that day. We went to church and then he was just like, okay.
okay, you're doing a baptism. Then we went to baptism classes. Then they were telling us about whole, you know, when you get in, then you come out, you're renewed, you know, you're not your old self now. And then once I got in the water, I'm just like, God, I'm giving my life to you now. Because yeah. I feel like this is a big part. Because I feel like I was not serious when I was saying, who wants to? Then I put up my hand, I was not serious then. So I said, like, okay, no, um, let me just be saved now. So I'm thankful for my dad. Because like, sometimes your parents need to push you. Because yeah. you know, I'm grateful that my parents pushed me in certain things with my faith. Because mm-hmm. if they didn't, my word. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but then, next question is, um, what was the significant change for you after accepting Christ? It doesn't need to be immediately after it happened, but what changed? Like, what was the, the thing that you remember about yourself that changed? Okay, first of all, um, I had a pretty... Okay, my childhood wasn't rough, but I think it was me. Like, yeah. I went through a lot of insecurities, which I'm still learning to heal from. And so, like, I was a very angry person. I thought the world hated me. I didn't. I convinced myself that my parents didn't love me. So, I think when I gave my life to Jesus and I started changing or reading his word and actually reading it and understanding or asking the Holy Spirit to reveal himself to Mm -hmm. me, a lot of things started changing about me. And a lot of people, like, I promise you, if you guys met me 10 years ago, (laughs) you would hate me (laughs) with a passion. I was the most dislikable person. So I think I became so patient, so kind, so gentle. Like, I wasn't like that. I... I'm so good at holding my anger. People won't see me angry. It's yeah. difficult for people to see me angry. Time, a few years ago, <laughs> I was, I was really, like, I was, it's like I was a cracker. Like, if you just say something wrong, <laughs> I would just snap yeah. But, yeah, I saw that change. And not only that, even my way of thinking changed. Yeah. Like, I started being more positive about myself. Yeah. And being, I started believing in myself. And, that has opened so many doors for me. I got into UP. That's one thing. Like, I was like, I didn't expect myself to get into UP. I, was, I thought, no, I was a lost cause. I'm not smart. So, a lot of things changed. Like, it was a process. It was a process. And I really thank God for my mom because my mom was there. And, like, now my mom is like that person I can go back to for any issue. Like, she doesn't take anything as a taboo. Yeah. So even if I would be like, Mama, I like this guy, she would listen to me. <laughs> so I really bless God for my mom. Yeah. So I thank God for my mom. And yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, for me, I think as I said, I knew all the right things to do. So I was my behavior was okay. Yeah. It was fine. But I think um one thing that definitely changed I was I became very self aware mm-hmm. and when I was honest with myself I was like, Lucia, you are judgmental. Mm-hmm. Because obviously growing up in a church environment, everyone acts pretty much the same. And so if I went to school or went out and someone acted differently, then it's like, okay, no, you're going straight to hell. <laughs> I, I know, one time I told my friend, right? Um, I'm like, oh, so you're Catholic. You know you're going to hell, right? <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> and I was in primary school, you know, and I had this kind of mindset. Um, but I think once I started getting to know Jesus for myself, um, he told me that, you know, it's like, that's not okay. Because what I started noticing is everything I would judge people for, the same thing started happening to me. So if I judge someone for, like, having, let's say, um, 
no hair. I will start losing hair. Is that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, I should probably stop because mm-hmm. when experiencing what they're going through, it's actually not, you know, yeah. it's not that good. And also, because I assume a lot of our people, when I actually got to talk to them, they're like, oh, it's actually not the case. Yeah. So I think, um, I'd like to think that I've become way less judgmental and I'm more willing to listen and hear and understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because me, five years ago, <laughs> hey, Wow, no, I was I was not okay, but I thank the Lord that He has changed that in me. Um, I have more empathy. I do not yeah. want to judge anyone. I don't want any situation. Yeah. I like to look at things from both sides because we just don't know the whole story. Yeah. Yeah, so sure. I think that's the most significant part. The other stuff, um, I guess I can't believe it now. Um, what I can say is before I was pretending yeah. and now it's mm-hmm. genuine. Yeah. So before I pretend to be just a kind person, I pretend to be whatever. So other people be like, oh, this is how you say is, mm-hmm. right? But then now it's authentically how you say is. It wasn't yeah. just me playing Christian. Mm-hmm. I think for me, after I got saved, I, didn't ch- I got saved, I didn't change. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Mm-hmm. After I had like rough experiences and like after so many things happened to me, that's when I feel like God was shaking me. Mm-hmm. So you said that I'm a part of you and you said that okay now you're giving your life to me but you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So let me shake you a bit. Yeah. Cause now I don't look at the, my past as a way that oh my gosh, I'm so broken, I was depressed. I look at it as a way that no God was trying to shake me. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, it's time to change. Yeah. So I think it was like two years ago that's when I was like, No, tell like you need to stop. Mm-hmm. So I think it was last year. Um, I was just like, no, things need to change. Then I was just like, okay, my emo- my emotions change. I, I was very emotional. Mm-hmm. I can say I reacted to things really quick. Even though now I do, but it's better now because mm-hmm. like now I just like put myself back. I was like, okay, well now you're not doing this thing, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to like listen to what this person is saying. I became very angry. I was like, if things don't go my way, if my mom and she's not saying the things that I wanted to say, mm-hmm. I would get angry. Mm-hmm. And now it's easy to say, I'm sorry that I reacted angry. I just thought that no, mm-hmm. you didn't want this, this and that. And please explain yourself now. Mm-hmm. So that's one big thing because I most of the time when we're like walking with God, we think that He should fix the things around us when He's fixing the things yeah. in yeah. us. So for me inside it was just being emotional. Like everywhere you go, you just want to lash out, you just want to cry. Why are you crying over this small thing mm-hmm. when you can just like stand up and say, okay, what solution do I have now? You know, like, yeah, that's one thing that changed. Yeah, you can go continue. Okay, um, I just wanted to say something. Also, there's a scripture that really like touched me during this whole time. Mm-hmm. I forgot what it is. Yeah. But it's about do not conform to the standards of this mm-hmm. world. Yes, yes. But let God transform mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. and give you a new mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that let God transform you. Mm-hmm. It shows me that it's a process. Mm-hmm. It's not <laughs> like I said that when I read it, I was like, oh, so it's not a thing of magic, magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I'm new. It's a process and it's a yeah. thing of you are going to fall. You're yeah. going there are gonna be times where you're like God, I can't take it. Yeah. Like, it's difficult to love my neighbor. My neighbor just stabbed me in the back. It's difficult. I can't. This one. And I realized that it is a process. God doesn't expect us. He knows we are weak. Yeah. And he doesn't expect us to just be like a 360 church. Yeah. Obviously, some people, we have that grace 
to just turn, turn around yeah. but like most of the time it's a process it's yeah i think that's the that's the narrative that needs to be changed because so many people think and i think that's why people are drawn away from christianity mm-hmm. they think that immediately after they get say everything is supposed to you know yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the bad happens they just change the addictions yeah. they just stop yeah. you know and that's why people are like oh no but that hasn't happened therefore christianity is fake yeah. but i think like you said understanding that it's a process you know because transforming that's Dude. it's an aim you know it's it's it takes it takes time i feel like everything that is in christianity is also in reality mm. now let me explain why you're saying that because you you gave your life to jesus your addiction should now just stop mm. now imagine you don't believe in jesus what's the first thing you need to do admit that you're addicted right mm. yeah. and then what do you do go to rehab mm. it's a process same way if you were a christian you find that if god speaks to you and he says for you to change and not be addicted anymore go to rehab mm. so that's one thing like i said in my first episode when i saw about fasting it's like women oh not women sorry people in general They'll be like, no, I'm fasting, the day, I'm doing the Daniel fast because I want to lose weight. It's like, honey, where did the fast come from? You know, mm. it came from God. Like, most of these things are just like, why in our society are we doing these things? And then we're hiding the fact that it came from God. Mm. It came from, he said, like, no, you need to fast if you want. You feel like you're far away from me. Mm. Now you're feeling like you're far away from your healthy self. So let me go back to, you know, being healthy and just, like, eat more. So that's why there's, like, a connection there. Like, there's, like, this yes. thin line that, you know, we try to take things that God has told us and then we turn it into something mm. else and not realizing that, oh, God, this thing is from God. Yeah. Mm. So, next question, yeah? <laughs> okay, do you feel like, because you're growing up in church, do you feel like God was forced on you? First of all, I think God wasn't forced on me, but I think my father was like, if you live in my house, <laughs> you don't have a choice. Yeah. If you want to, you're going to come with, to church with us. Now, it, whatever you do at church is not my business, but yeah. you are coming to church with us. Yeah. So on that side, I didn't really have a choice. But to say that God was forced on me, I don't think I don't think God can be forced on oh, anyone. Because yeah, yeah. you having a personal relationship, like you can like you can even read the, your Bible here and be there and you don't even know God. You mm, mean yeah. it's just words. Mm. So I think it's really a choice. Like I don't know how to explain it. It's <laughs> it's your inside. Like mm. you have to Accept you have to open up. He's not gonna force himself on you. Mm-hmm. You might know the scriptures, but it doesn't mean you know God. Yeah. It doesn't mean God is with you. you yeah. So I think there's a very thin line mm-hmm. and people confuse knowing scriptures or coming to church all the time or participating in church events. They confuse it with having God with you or God being with you. But don't you feel like sometimes, yeah, like when you are sitting with people and then that person who knows the bible so well and then it's just like talking and you feel like you you know when you don't know the bible that well and then you just today like god i don't know i don't know yes why do we compete like that like we know god based mm, you know yeah, like yeah. just because i know the bible from genesis to revelations no i know him on that level. Quote. i can quote it because like, i'm sorry you know when i i'm surrounded by people who quote the bible 
sorry god i feel like i don't know him mm-hmm. because i'm just like how am i gonna fight now if the devil comes to me and says because it does say in the word that when you meditate on it every day and night it's gonna be a weapon for you when you don't yeah. even have like a physical weapon because this is your spiritual weapon mm-hmm. and sometimes it's like I only know Psalms 23. So am I going to go there? <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not mm. want. So I don't know why people try and, you know, mm. compete with things. Keep going next year. I've got the same question. I do feel like God was supposed to have you brought, you both brought up important points. Yeah. Firstly, um, God will never force himself on you. Yeah. But it's people that force yes. themselves. Yes. That force God into it. Like they will shove God down your throat. And I know this because I was one of those people, okay? <laughs> I was... <laughs> I've done so much in my life. I was one of those people, and so I know yeah. that it's a people problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but to answer the question, I don't think I was forced at all. Um, yes, every Sunday we went to church, but I didn't mind. Mm-hmm. Even if it wasn't for God, I mean, I had great friends at church. Church mm-hmm. was fun, you know? Go there. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you find out, is my friend going? Yeah. You used to plan out first. Like, yeah. okay, guys, this week we're wearing heels, yeah. you know? <laughs> like, wow. So if, if, if it wasn't for God, I was going to church for him. It was for my friends and so yeah. i always wanted to go to church yeah. um whether it's for god whether it's for the vibes yeah. right um and so i can't say they did my parents did force it on me but i think if i look at it now um even if i told my parents like okay no i don't want to i don't want to go to church this week or not for a month they they won't force me to go you know they understand that okay maybe she's going to do something or that once you find out why mm-hmm. but they would never force me and say no you're yeah. going yeah so I think I appreciate that about my parents because mm-hmm. they didn't force me, it allowed me to get to know God for mm-hmm. myself. Because once someone forces you to do something, you're like, okay, but why? Yeah. But why this? You know, then yeah. you start getting suspicious and you build up a wall yes. against it. So yeah, yeah now, now I'm at a place where it's like, I want to go. Friends or not, you know, I, I want, want to go. To go. To yeah. yeah, for me also, I don't feel like he was forced because there were days where I felt like I don't want to go and then I'll be like, I don't want to go. And then instead of my dad saying, no, you should go, you should do it. He mm. would be like, but why don't you want to go? Mm. And he would start like bringing up points about how it's good to go to church mm. because some of the things you can't do it alone, like yeah. I said before. You can't um pray alone because sometimes whatever that person, when you have someone next to you and whatever they're saying to you, you find that you get a revelation or you get like convicted and you're like, wow, mm. I didn't realize that now when you're just putting yourself like back and you're just like, no, God, I'll just stay at home. No, like, no mm. that's not good. Also, like you said, I also came to church for friends. Friends are less. Yeah, friends are like, it was nice. Oh my gosh, my friend is going to be there. So mm. it's going to be a great service. Even if you're not like paying attention to the sermon, mm. you're not paying attention to what the youth leader is saying, as long mm. as my friends are there, then crush. yeah. Yeah! <laughs> the whole dating and just, I think that, no. that should come next year. Like, because we have crush, like, ah! Uh, I mm. did sometimes come to church because of. A little fling or a little mm. crash that mm. I had, and I was like, okay, yeah. no, because I'm I can't say no now. Let me go for <laughs> this guy. Let me mm. go for someone that I like. And how is it in the church when you like someone? Because I noticed that now society is like, it's better to marry in the church. It's better to find your husband in the church because you mm. you are united, you know. Because mm. let's say you have kids. For example, after you get married, and then now your husband has this church, and you mm-hmm. have this church. Mm-hmm. How are you going to come together? So, yeah. what do you think about it? Firstly, how it was 
when you were young and then you started dating in the church <laughs> and how it is now with how they want you to find someone who is in the church to a point that now the drama oh he has all eyes on him because now they're just like you're gonna be my wife you're gonna be my husband <laughs> god said that no we are meant to be together mm-hmm. so how is like the whole dating experience in church for you guys even if you have an experience but like if you've seen it how is it <laughs> okay, I personally have not experienced dating in church. A crush? Okay, I've had a crush. Yeah, that's good then. No, it. I don't like getting mixed up with guys in church yeah. because, like, all hands are on you. Yeah. One thing, it will spread. Yeah. It will spread. Even if it's not even the truth, someone will just see and yeah. be like. Mm. I heard yeah. or I saw yeah. and it's not even accurate and yeah. like I just feel like it's risky but it's not a bad thing like you can always find the love of your life in, in church, church. Yes. I'm not against it mm. but I wouldn't prefer having someone in church having someone in my church why? I don't know like or maybe it's because I like when I see people a lot I like taking them like my brothers my yeah, sisters yeah, yeah, yeah. my friends mm. My family, yeah. and now dating you is gonna be like, Ish. <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about it? I have stories. Same. <laughs> That's oh my gosh. So growing up, when we were younger, yes, you come to church for your girlfriends, but yeah. also you know the guys. You know when the new guys come, come in, and you know fresh meat. Yo, <laughs> you know then that's when you're like, okay, the next week I need to look good because he's gonna be, be there. there. Yeah. It was at a point where sometimes I'll be so mad for the whole week at school because I forgot to hug my crush. Yo, you know, my or my parents too. told me I had to go. You know, so that's how it was. And oh, I mean, I'm not part of it, but. Yeah, no church. I it became like the meeting place, yeah. you know, for everything. <laughs> it's not now. It's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. you tell your parents, oh I'm going to church, yeah. you know. But you know, I'm going, going to, to see, see that guy. This yeah. guy. Um, and that's how it was growing up. Um, but we thank the Lord for growing up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because you. <laughs> <laughs> and you church was always that time when you can be like, Papa, let me go to this person's house, and you know their parents yeah, exactly. know each other, so they won't even mind. Yeah. Mm. And I think um, now, I mean, I haven't dated anyone from the church, but I think when it comes to showing interest in someone in the church, for me, I want it to be, I want it to be private because yeah, yes. one thing about my church, as soon as you know you're new or you're young, you're like, oh, how are you? When are you getting married? Yeah. How's a boyfriend? Yeah. How's a girlfriend? You yeah. know, it's it's just that marriage narrative. So I think I like my things private mm. and outside of church. Mm. If I do engage romantically with anyone, mm. um, but I think I'm of the same sentiment. I don't know about dating someone in the church, all because of if God forbid it doesn't work out. Now you have to bump into Yo. each other. Now yeah. you're in the same ministry. Yeah. Now you're in the same group. And yeah. I have to deal with it. If he's dating someone else, you see it. Yeah. And it's just all of that and you know deal people with. Are involved. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, and try and change your decisions. Mm. So that's I uh, guess that's that's me in the church. I've had my fair share of like getting involved with people in the church here, yeah, but then Later on, it stopped because I felt like I was disrespecting my parents, you know. Mm-hmm. Because you know when your parents are in the forefront of the church, yeah. like me and Lucia, they're in this like when mm-hmm. I was still in Conestoe, mm-hmm. yeah, Conestoe, mm-hmm. yeah. Like it was just like, ah. 
everyone knows you they know everyone. pastor eric and both our dads have the same name so it's eric <laughs> so it's like pastor eric oh pastor eric's daughter this is this and mm. that so they're just like everyone is looking at you even the one there was one time i don't know if you remember it there was one day we were just having a conversation and we we're talking about boyfriends and one auntie came in and she's like you guys are talking about boyfriends and she immediately went to my father and told him and i was trouble that i was in trouble like that whole day and i was just like we're not even talking about it in a way that no we want it to happen mm. but no it was just in a way that oh yeah and then i got in trouble <laughs> and then i was just like you know we're not talking about this whole thing so that's when i was just like okay now it needs to stop because mm. yes i was like i had crashes and, and i was coming for people and it's like no i can't be disrespecting my dad like this mm. like it needs to change because also with what she say about getting married in the church i wouldn't want that because i feel like when we feel like god has brought someone in our life we start making irrational decisions like no because i met him in the church and he's a godly man he is for me mm. when god is saying no because yes god wants us to have a man who worships him who fears him but sometimes we don't know that characteristics inside mm. and god already sees in, in the front he's like in the future he's just like no this man is not good for you that's why i wouldn't want to marry in a church like i find my husband in the church mm. because i feel like i'm going to be forced to stay with him even mm. though i don't want because I just don't want people to know that, oh no, we're done. Oh no, I'll feel like, uh, I'll feel ashamed that, okay, no, because God is a godly the man. He worships you. Maybe mm. I should just stay with him. That's mm. why I don't want that. Because, you know, when you do it in private, you have time to think. Because mm. now the church is, you know, the pastor is just like, yeah, bless your marriage. You're going to marriage counseling. You're going to do this. You're going to, and you find that it's too much for both of you. So I find that both of you won't even say anything, but you have a problem with it. Mm. He's like, no, this is too much for us. That's why it would be better if someone else, and he comes with his own perspective, I come with my own perspective, then, oh yeah, what should we do, you know? Mm. Then we go to our own marriage counselor, who's another pastor, not my pastor, not his pastor, because mm. it is, it's better to have an opinion from someone who's, who's a stranger, mm. because they won't judge you from what they've known about you. Mm. But now, because my pastor knows me, his pastor knows me, I mean, knows him, they'll be like, oh no, yeah, yeah, you guys are good to Oh, she's a good girl, you know what you're not, you know, that type of thing. So that's, you know, I don't, I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, as much as you know, we all have our preferences. I think I think we are open to if if the Lord wants us to marry someone so in the yeah, church, yeah. then it will be. Yeah, you yeah. know. Um. So I think just allowing that to happen organically. Mm-hmm. But I think also, as you said, you don't want to have a counselor or someone who knows everything yeah, about your life. Yeah. But if anyone's listening and you prefer that, then hey, yeah, yeah go for it. <laughs> um. Yeah, just know what you want. Don't 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 be compromising. Yeah. And unnecessarily. Okay, so advantages and disadvantages of growing up in the church. Hmm. I feel like the first disadvantage is all eyes are on you. Mm. Yes. Oh my word. Everything. It's like you feel like you're a celebrity, but you're not a celebrity. But all eyes are on you. Because, you know, like it says in the word, who has never done, like, I don't know how to quote quoted well but let the one who has not seen cast the, the first stone mm-hmm. yeah and sometimes i feel like it's the most ju- judgmental place i've ever been in mm. church because mm. yes when we're, i was growing up there were times where 
people would look at me and be like, yes, just because you are Brother Eric's daughter, you're supposed to do this. You're mm. supposed to do I'm not allowed to make mistakes. I'm not allowed to stand even next to a boy and say, how are you? Are you saved? They'll be thinking, no, how are you? Do, do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> you know? That type mm. of thing. So all eyes are on you. That's one disadvantage for me. An advantage is it brings your family together. Yes. You know, because my father, he's the type of man that he wants everyone to go to one church mm. and yes life happens where i feel like i'm not connected in this church mm. i feel like no it's time for me to expand but mm. when growing up just going every day and going with your family mm. seeing your father serve seeing mm. your mom stand there on the stage and pray for people that's one great thing that you mm. like wow god you're working in my family you know that's mm. one advantage for me so you can <laughs> i'm trying to think of a disadvantage I think that this, what you just said is like the biggest, biggest advantage, yeah. especially, I wouldn't even say for everyone in the church, I think it's mostly for people whose parents are involved, oh, mm, if your father yeah. is a pastor or a leader or an elder mm, in the church, church yeah. you are finished, <laughs> <laughs> like your life will be on display, like yeah, everyone sure. will look at you, yeah. everything you do, what you wear, and everyone will have will feel obligated to come and reprimand Yes. Yeah. That's oh. something I dislike. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> they don't want to make it. No. Yes. But they come to you. Hi, babe. So, what you doing is not right. Like, Mama, look, your child is doing So, yeah, that was a disadvantage. And an advantage that I really noticed, or oh, I see with a lot of um, people that have grown yeah. up in the church, you actually end up discovering your talent. Yeah. A lot of people find their talents in the church. Mm-hmm. I found out I could sing through the church. I found out I could attempt to play instruments through, through the, the church. church. Yes. You even find out you can talk through, through the, the church. church. Yes. Sometimes you hear you have anxiety, you're like, no, I can't do yeah. it. Mm. And then you space, go. Space. Then yeah. they tell you, Lucia, you pray. Ooh, those days. And it just flows. Yeah. So I think it's just like, open up opens a person up to like exploring you know because yeah. a lot of the times people will maybe leave the church and a role needs to be filled yes and sometimes they'll be calling you like the people that are always there yeah. like okay you now need to be the accountant yes. of the church yeah. and you have to fill up the spot so it gives you opportunity and yeah it gives you like um what can i say Skills, yeah. Definitely. But yeah, you can continue. Uh, yeah, same advantages for me, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think also the fact that you hear so many stories of people who only find Jesus later on in life, and yeah. they say, you know, I just wish I found Jesus earlier. So I'm so happy that I I got to find him. I got to find him earlier. So I don't have to go through, you know, that thing where maybe I ruined my life before I get saved, yes, and then yeah. afterwards now it's too late. Not too late, but then. I have regrets and wishing yeah, I would have yes. known God earlier. Yeah. This advantage, I think, is just that church will narrative because, you know, you grew up in the church and they know you from the church, so they expect everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I know my, my, my cousins, Kumatis and I, you know, the holy sisters, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, yeah, so just that narrative. So sometimes it's good, sometimes it's like, no, dude, that's not what yeah. I'm assuming everything about mm-hmm. me. But it's, it's, I mean, you get over it. Mm-hmm. People will always talk. And I think once they get to know you, they're like, oh, it actually can be cool, you know, mm-hmm. to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. And so that now you have to, you know, mention yeah, all the Ten Commandments 24-7. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so 
now that we're all grown up, like we're all 21, we're going to be 21. Yeah, some are going to be 21. <laughs> what keeps you like still going to like to serve for the Lord? What is like, what drives you to still like serve for Him? Like as much as you are serving in the church, as much as you are singing in the church, as much as I am doing this for God, what keeps you going? Hmm. Number one, is I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna be so sincere. Yeah, I don't want to go to hell. <laughs> I don't want to go to hell. <laughs> so sometimes when I'm like tired, and I'm like, eh, but God, I can die anytime. <laughs> this is my head. I don't want to go to hell. Let me just do yeah. it. And also like, I just found peace yeah. in that lifestyle. Like there's so much peace. And like, you just let go of everything. Like just singing and you realize that, oh, yeah, God, like, who am I that you are mindful of me? Yeah. Like, you just start contemplating God's beauty, God's mm. greatness. And it's just, like, the most wonderful feeling mm. just to just sit there and be like, you, yeah, let God, you love me. Yeah. Like, see, I'm like this, I'm like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still alive. Like, yeah. I did this. I was driving like a maniac this other time. I was on my phone. <laughs> but all the blessings. Yeah. Why me? Because other people have had accidents. Like, I just see myself being privileged and I'm like, yo, Yanni, mm-hmm. this man's glory is literally on my head. Sure. Like, yeah. he is with me. His mercy is on me. So, I just think it's a lifestyle of peace. Yeah, for sure. For me, I've seen my life without God and it's not huge. You. The day I don't have devotion, the day I haven't got, the weeks I haven't gone to church for, any time that I've not had God, I've been such a crappy person. <laughs> you know, I'm like, no, for me to be who God wants me to be, for me to be who I really am, yeah. I need to have God in my life. Yeah. And I've just seen that, no, I have to, I have to keep, because mm-hmm. without Him, yo, everything goes sideways. Yeah, I don't pay tithe, all of a sudden my, my money is <laughs> You know, I don't pray, all of a sudden this is happening. So I've seen my life without Him, and I don't like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like my life without yeah. Him. Yeah, I feel like I didn't, without Him, I just don't have any sense of direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's no light where I'm walking. Even though you do see that I'm walking on a pavement, but right, right now you're just like, I don't know where I'm going. And I feel like what keeps me going is also feedback. Because there are times where I learned this other week, I learned that I just need to be kind to people and don't hold what I want to say. Just just say to them. So this one day I just said to this woman, you're beautiful. Mm. And she switched. She's like, oh my gosh, thank you. Like, I didn't think that this dress was nice. <laughs> I didn't think you know, like, you know? And Aww. the other time I was like, you're perfect. You smell so good. She, this other woman, she's like, I'm just like, wow. If I just want to walk like him, mm. how many lives can I change? Mm. Just because of that one thing that one I said, thing. you're beautiful, mm. you know? So that's why I won't stop. And sometimes I'm just like, I shouldn't have this mentality that if I follow him, I should reach millions of people mm. because it's so good when you change that one, one person's life, mm. you know? So I was just like, nah, my family is sustained. Mm. Even when that day we feel like you don't even have a 50 rand for food, mm. but out of nowhere at one o'clock, you said, like, oh, all the money comes. It's like, mm. he sustains us no matter what. I'm just like, why can't I serve him? Mm. And it's just like a good thing. You feel good, you know? Mm. No, you're praising the Lord. Like, you're raising your hand. Like, when I used to be so shy to raise my hand, now it's all over the place, you know? <laughs> and I'm just like, you're giving him the praise and the glory. And that's the only thing that you need to do. It's mm. not requiring, okay, yes, he will require some assignments where they're going to yeah. be hard. But mm. in general, just to say, Lord, I love you. Lord, you're so great. Come on. Mm. Like, that's not hard. Yeah. Last question. Are you guys fine? Yeah, yeah, yeah good. good. Okay, so how can we encourage like people 
to come to church, like the youth, like the growth of the church, what should change? Because I know you, you've seen how it is that some churches are judgmental, some churches are this, and people leave. So mm. what should be changed so people can feel what we are feeling now? Okay, yeah. First of all, man, I just want to share, there was this one auntie. She was a, she was old, like she was really old, like she had grown kids, everything, Mm. and you know those old school aunties. So this one time, this lady, she came in, she has this whole boot, everything, revealing clothes, revealing clothes, and then that auntie just like that, my daughter. This, how can you come to church like this? Mm. And the worst part is this girl, it was her first time. Oh, okay. And I'm just there like, that wasn't necessary. Yeah. Like, you really didn't have to. And I think the best way to approach, especially the youth of nowadays, mm-hmm. is by love. Yeah. And something I've noticed a lot of happening this, like what has been on social media and a lot mm-hmm. of the things, they are advertising self love. Yeah. And I realize that self love doesn't help. Yeah. It really doesn't. You cannot <laughs> love yourself. Yeah. Like it's so difficult. Mm. And sometimes when you approach someone and you just like you said, you just tell them you, you have a beautiful dress. So mm-hmm. you're like, Oh wow, you're beautiful. Mm. It just brightens up their day. Mm. It brings so much joy. And I think that's what as Christians we're supposed to be doing, first of all. We shouldn't be approaching people with your hair. Mm. That color, it's not good for church. Mm. Or we should just go, like, genuinely be their friend, be there for them. Like, mm. I don't have to explain it. Like, accept them for who they are. Yeah. Yes. Because that's what Jesus does for us. Yeah, he exactly. accepts us for who we are. And mm. it's not, and something that Christians take do wrong. Like, we want to convert people. It's not our job. The Bible yes. tells us. The oh. Bible tells us to preach the gospel, to spread the word of God, but the Holy Spirit's job Mm. is to convict people of their sins. You're not there to go, people know, you think when someone is going to drink or do this or get drunk or do that, or you think they don't know, they know it's wrong. Now, it's not your job to go and be like, yeah, it's wrong, because they know. Your job is there to be like, yeah, so did you know Jesus loves you? (laughs) Wow, like, can you imagine that he was there for me to evangelize, you know, to really talk about him, Mm -hmm. just to make him known. Because that's all they want to know. You'll be like, yeah, did you know in the Bible there's a story? Tell them stories. And they're like, oh, really? But sometimes I'll even be talking to my friends, like, about, like, Verses that I saw in the Bible, mm-hmm. and they're like really hilarious. Mm-hmm. The Bible sometimes goes <laughs> wild. Yeah. The things I see, I'm like, no, man. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be showing this to my friend, and she's like, yo, the Bible has such things. I'm like, yes, yeah. it does. And movies. It has <laughs> to mo- literally movies. So, yeah, I think it's just being easygoing, yeah. being yourself. Just mm-hmm. do everything with love. It's yeah. not a lo- we are not living in the time of the law anymore. Yeah. We are living in the time of grace and we should also learn to show grace to people, yeah, to yeah. show mercy. Yeah. I think my answer is very similar to yours. Um, understanding that we are the church. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the first, sometimes um, I read a quote, like the first interaction people will get to know um, Jesus is through you. Yeah. You know, you're the first Jesus they see. Yes. So I think um, the simple thing to draw others is to be Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, outside. And once you have that, then it draws people in, you know, mm-hmm. they want to find out more. 
it's it's literally that simple mm-hmm. because the church um it's like the bible says you know jesus comes for the sick people yeah. if you go to the gym it's not only for fit people yeah. it's for it's for the overweight it's for the underweight it's yes. for everyone you know so that they can get better so the excuse that i don't want to go to church because of the hypocrites mm-hmm. or the, it's not a valid excuse because yes. church is for the broken church is for the people mm-hmm. trying to be better yes. so understand that everyone goes to church no one's perfect mm-hmm. we're all mm-hmm. trying to be influenced by the mm-hmm. holy spirit so yeah that's it for me just be jesus outside it's that <laughs> yes. simple I feel like um how we can encourage them is through testimonies because mm. one thing I can say is that the way we're so judgmental in the church, we don't realize that the people who are struggling outside we've been in their shoes. Mm. So let's say somebody comes to church and they hear my testimony that maybe for example I've been through a drug addiction mm. and they are coming to church knowing that I am addicted to drugs, but I want to be saved. Mm. You know, hearing that somebody has gone through what you've gone through, but they've been saved by God, it's so good and it's so great. That's why I feel like most people um, are scared of how God has saved them. Mm. Because, I mean, people have come from a dark past. People have gone through like many, many things. And yes, we know that God has saved us, but have you ever said it with your mouth, how he said mm. where you've come from, because I feel like people don't talk much about their testimonies, you know, they're just like, yeah, he saved me, finished, yeah. Yeah, so what you just said, yeah. it resonated a lot with me, because there's a question that a lot of atheists or people that don't believe in God will ask, mm. like, yeah, if God was real, why do bad things happen happening mm. to That's a whole Christians? Yeah. <laughs> and something I always say is that, Sometimes bad things will happen to Christians. Like you will lose your parents, you will go through the most hectic relationship and abuse, you will go through this, you'll go through that. Because God wants you to relate to other people. Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes you just, because you, how, as a Christian, eh? Someone who has been through depression, mm. I can easily go to someone who's depressed and be like, I've seen that, yes. I've seen through this, mm. and yet it's how I got out. Mm. But imagine, because you've seen a lot, a lot of Christians do that, eh? mm. they'll see someone's life, they don't even know what's going on, yeah. and they think they have the, the solution. The solution. Yeah. They'll just go and they'll talk, and they don't even understand so, what they're yeah. saying. Mm-hmm. So I think somewhere we also go through life, life because like. God wants us to relate to people. Yeah. yeah. That's good, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. That was good. Um, I hope this was... Oh, yeah. It's informative to people who are trying to like get to build a relationship with God because there are certain things we as Christians don't want to talk about because, you know, we're human. We all relate. Like, we go through the same things, you know? Mm. So, I hope this helps. And I just want to thank you both for being here i will link your socials you know in the description like youtube yeah and then you can interact <laughs> with us if you guys would like a second part it would be so nice if you guys like give me your feedback because this pushes me more mm. to do this and yeah i hope this changes your life and i hope this enriches your heart and you know it goes in your ear and not come out the other but yeah. goes in your heart so mm. Thank you know that Jesus us. loves you guys and yeah. Love you too. Thank man. you for having us. Thank it's you been so a pleasure. Much. Woo! Woo!